Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. <laughs> I miss booty music. The wow. OG. Well, the what an exciting hello. Welcome to Spanish Hockey <laughs> Presents. We got Risa, we got Tony, we got Oscar, and Carlos, unfortunately, is not with us today, but his spirit. Yeah. What reason yeah. is he filming? He's, oh, yeah. Oh, this one's a real, this is a throwback. He's he's doing a reboot of Father Knows Best, but oh. it's called uh, Papi Knows Lo Mejor. <laughs> Andale, míralo. <laughs> Tony really what is father that knows best? <laughs> I don't know. Some show from the fifties. <laughs> Bunch of white it. people in the house. Oh my uh, god! I cannot. Right? It's about time. It's about it's time, time that needs to for the fact. Mm-hmm. Television history. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you feeling, Oscar? Uh, oh, how am I feeling? Um, yeah. I'm feeling. You know what? Listen, I this is okay. So I just got my second vaccine. Can you tell us which one you got? I got Pfizer. Oh my God, you're Pfizer. like me. We're little twinsies. We should. Uh, I'm a Moderna together. girl. Oh. Dolly shot. I am so modern. Mm-hmm. Uh. Modern. Um. Yeah. I. I'm actually curious. Do you know anybody with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine? Because I don't know anybody with that yeah. vaccine. Yeah. Yes. I know someone. Oh wow. So yes. one and done. They were deal, fine, huh? and they were fine. <gasps> also, engineer okay. Jordan okay. just said okay. her okay. as well. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. So yeah. we got. I mean, talk about diversity. We got vaccine diversity up in here mm-hmm. um I, I got it done today um i'm feeling you know really tired if i'm being honest but um the first round of the vaccine was nothing i mean it was because i you know you hear horror stories you have people being like mm-hmm. i was in bed for a week i got so and so you know i get i got so nervous um and i felt the opposite of i was like i'm unstoppable i really was just like maybe let me jump off this bridge and see if I can fly. Kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, that was me the first time. Please call next time you have that thought. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can keep you again. up. Don't you worry. Listen, huh? we, we did it. We did. We drove from L.A. to San Francisco and back. And don't forget, I kept everybody up. Oh, you did. I remember that. <laughs> oh, yes. yes, you did. <laughs> At you the end, I know remember. Carlos was like, Both wow. Ones. You really, you really did that. And I was like, yeah, but you liked it while you were driving. He's like, obviously. <laughs> He's like, but now he was like, we have arrived to our destination. Now shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I felt pretty, I felt pretty incredible. And then in the second one, the second one is apparently when it, when it really hits you hmm. and I didn't feel anything uh, until I slept. And that was when, hmm. that was when everything went cuckoo crazy. I got like the most intense sickness uh, and now I'm over that, but I'm really just, I feel so tired, but you know, this is me, this is me sounding tired and I don't think I sound very tired. So maybe this is good for me because <laughs> hmm. when uh, I'm not fe- feeling tired, I sound really tired, but when I am tired, I sound pretty energetic. So I don't know, maybe I'm, okay. I'm discovering something today. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy that you are a fish vaxxed up, as is Tony, as am I. I'm gonna I'm gonna be Mr. Science here, mm-hmm. and we're not fully vaccinated until mm-hmm. two weeks after your last dose, which no, for me is tomorrow. I know, but I'm just saying. Oh wait, did you? Oh no, two weeks after. No, no, I know, but at least like you've gotten it because you know how hard yes, it is now to yes. get them still. Like mm-hmm. I I was trying to help someone literally do it two days ago on Monday, and like. I could not. It's hard. Yeah, it's like hard. I was mm-hmm. like, they were like, oh, well, I can only do it at this time because I'm working. So it can only be like this day or not time, but this day. And it was like they mm-hmm. didn't have any of those days. And I was like nearby them as well. And I was like, fuck, they're being like this shit is like it's now. Tough. Yeah, it's like it's uh, it's legit a legit process. You have to research. Yeah. But, you know, 
hopefully everybody um you know gets yeah, it. Seriously. Yes. Yes. Yeah, seriously. Everyone's doing their research and stuff. But you know what? Besides that, besides celebrating our 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 vaccines, um today's also a really special day because it is May 4th. Which <laughs> As you can hear from the Foley sounds of Tony Rodriguez, mm-hmm. it is May the 4th, which is a Star Wars holiday. I mean, I think it's unofficial, but it is a Star Wars holiday. Do we have cop queen? I can't keep going, can I? I mean, I don't know. You just you kept off. You went I mean, pretty far. It was a live hard. show. We could do it forever. Yeah, that's but, true. John Williams gave us the rights. Or George Lucas, actually. Who am I kidding? Like, John Williams owns a piece, any of that. Lucasfilm limit Disney. Disney owns it now. What? This is a whole journey. I was the not steps ready your brain for the steps just I made took. right now is Whew. very Disney shocking. owns Star Wars. That's the world we're living in. Okay. <laughs> okay. So May the 4th. Okay. May the 4th is like everybody does May the 4th be with you or whatever. And it's like Star Wars. And look, if you're listening. Okay, Ryzen, let me ask you this because I yeah. know that you are not a Star Wars person. Yeah. What do you think May the 4th is a reference to? It's from May the May the Force be with you. Okay. Well, it seems like she's it seems like she's oh, a fan. Correct. I mean, no, tampoco. Look, I know about it, and I have seen them when I was little, but I just never. I don't know. I just never really like was. I was I like I was more like of like I guess like fantasy or sci fi ish wise. Like my shit was more like the cartoony stuff. Maybe like you know like the Space Jam with the like that kind of stuff. That's. That's what I fuck with, but I don't know. Jet space, yes. I can't. Is is Yoda joining us for the rest of the episode? (laughs) Invited, Emma. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. You could could stick around. Let's see how how long you last. Spanish would not mind. (laughs) I cannot. What? I can't. I don't know. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. Did, did Tony take another vaccine? I was just going to say, like, wait, who, who was like, the one who got the vaccine? Like, what? I'm getting a residual high from Oscars because my second vaccine made me feel high. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So then, good, not okay. No. <laughs> so then what? What is your peacock, Oscar? Your chaos energy right now. But anyway. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the Pika, uh, our Pika today, and extend it outside of just Star Wars. Uh, I wanted to talk about geekdoms because, listen, mm-hmm. we are all comedians, and I think inherently every comedian is by proxy a geek. Uh, and I wanted to know and discuss what are some of the things that you're like really geeked out about? Like, what are what are what's your love? What's your passion? Tony, are you a big Star Wars person? I I was a big for the original one trilogy, yeah. Because I'm of the age where I was a kid when it came out. Mm, um, okay. I remember seeing Return of the Jedi in the theater, if that ages me. Okay. And that's <laughs> but, yeah. the second or the, the third, third one? one? The third one. Okay. And the how, third, how it, old were you um, when this happened? Because I still can't figure out your age. So I'd like to do Okay. I am as old as the first Star Wars. Got it. Thank you. Okay. Oh, okay. Work. Wow. Okay. Whether that okay. means episode uh, for her, oh, you're one. tricking me. <laughs> I see what whatever happened. that means to you. <laughs> Nobody will ever know how old Tony is. I want everybody in the world yeah. to know this. You will never know. Like, there's no information. Hey, my... <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you saying? Should I do Yoda speaking? No, <laughs> Tony. No, we will never get through this fucking episode. I cannot. Yoda, me llamo. No, Yora, vete pa la casa, ya, coño. Okay. Okay, dale. So, so okay, you. Wait, I have to interrupt this because our producer, I need that thinks I'm doing Miss Biggie. Oh, pues mira, que suena un poquito. Oh. How dare you? I cannot. I cannot. Okay. Okay, Oscar, continue. So sorry. Just, oh my gosh. But I mean, I will say Yoda and Miss Piggy were voiced by the same person, Frank, Frank Oz. Oz so. right? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, though. Um, also, Miss Piggy, there's an argument to say he was always, she was always performed by a male. So there's, a, there's an argument like, was that a drag queen? A drag mm. performance on The Muppet Show on primetime? We don't have time for this, though. This is I would Star like Wars. to say yes. I oh, wait. Disney so. also owns The Muppets. Listen, listen, honey, Disney owns all our souls, so it doesn't matter. Like, 
They and own, The Simpsons. Yeah, they, they own everything. They own all of us. And at one point, we will all work for Disney if we haven't already. Happily. Very happily. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Speaking of Disney, what are some of y'all's geekdoms? Like, what are the things that uh, I'll start? For example, I am I'm a huge geek. I think that's like my defining characteristic is that I'm like, I think the nerd of the group, the geek of the group. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I wear that. I wear that on my sleeve. And argument um, here, not. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Argument, argument here. No. Okay, Yoda. Uh, it's tr- it's late, and I think you should maybe go home, Yoda. Anyway, um, yeah, I have specific geekdoms, like, like, for example, I'm a big. Uh, Power Rangers geek. Like, I probably know pretty much everything there is to know about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers because that was what I grew up watching and it's impacted me significantly. Also, I'll say, as someone who um, didn't speak English very well, watching the Power Rangers was so great because I didn't have to know what they were saying to understand what was happening. Um, and uh, so to me, that was that was fantastic. I will also say in terms of diversity in like early, mid to early 90s programming, that was pretty diverse. There was someone who was Asian. There was someone Mm -hmm. who's black. And I know, I know what y'all are going to say, that the Yellow Ranger was Asian and the Black Ranger was black. And yes, that is a glaring issue. And I'm not defending this choice. But what I will say, for those of you who know, any other Power Ranger freaks like me who know, in the pilot episode, the Yellow Ranger was originally played by a Latina. What? And she quit because she was like, this show's going to be trash. No one's going to enjoy this. And then was replaced what? by Three Trang, who ended up taking over for the Yellow Ranger position. So we almost could have had mm. a Latina Yellow Ranger, mm. um, but we didn't. Instead, but but what I will say, we had a Latina Yellow Ranger in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie with Becky yes. G., Yes. So yeah. we got our Latina Power Ranger. Love uh, but anyway, that that's my that's like the thing that I know I can like talk about Power Rangers forever. And it's crazy that I don't have Power Rangers podcast. Because I know. I, really I, like, I know. Listen, I know you're busy, but <laughs> I know I just have some. But anyway, that's my thing. What, what do you only host thing? a dozen podcasts? Like just 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 lazy. a dozen. Just a, I know. I know. I, I what am I doing? Nothing. Doing yeah. nothing with my life. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Tony, do you have anything while I keep thinking? Because sure. <laughs> uh my geekdom would be probably be like classic Warner Brothers cartoons. Oh I'm talking like 40s, 50s, Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny. All the problematic Spec- ones. Oops. There, there's some problematic <laughs> ones. Hold on, I dropped something. Let me I dropped something. Let me go. Drop something you did. La bomb. Wow, well, Bugs Bunny was sort of a drag. Like all those characters did drag in their cartoons unapologetically, huh? Um, yeah. Okay. Some some of them are problematic. No, I'm just bothering you. It's fine. I know. I know. You can't control it. My question to you is: What about the old Warner Brothers cartoons? Were you so into? I think. Well, first of all, I I should be more specific. Specifically, cartoons directed by Chuck Jones. Who, uh-huh. Let's say he. Like everyone knows who Roadrunner Wiley e. Coyote are, but he he's one of those. And I used to be able used to watch them so much that I would be able to pick out who directed it oh, by wow. the, within really? the first few seconds. That's there's wild. only um I was obsessed with them. <laughs> I think they taught me comedy and play. And I guess I just alluded to drag. And even though maybe as a kid, I just felt like these are characters that can do anything, but they weren't whenever Bugs did drag, I don't think it was ever. I don't know. It was always like celebratory. It was always fun. Funny, funny. You should mention that, Tony, because um, in a documentary about trans representation in media, uh, the Wachowskis talked about the best drag representation was Bugs Bunny in drag in the uh, Flight of the Valkyries cartoon. Do you remember that with Elmer Fudd? Oh, yeah. What's Opera Duck? Oh, see? Tony knows. That's the Tony title. knows. See, that's impressive to me. I love that. I'm fascinated by people's like passion for something. And I gotta say too, Tony, 
This makes so much sense because a lot of those cartoons, like, I feel like your comedic sensibility is so tied to that. You're so physical. You're so silly. You're so wild. Like, it makes sense, that connection between those two. I can see how you were influenced by those cartoons. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have anything that I'm like. Don't lie to us. Because listen, you could be a basketball geek too. It doesn't have to be like. A stereotypical, like, nerd thing no, to No, I love. know. But I'm like, I don't know if it makes me... I'm just, like, a fan of, like... Like, like I, I mean, yeah, I love basketball, but I don't watch all the games. I don't have time to, like, watch my teams, like... Or, like, even, like, like all the... Th- I, I genuinely don't. Even, like, I, my boyfriend will, like, be like, you're not a real fan. And I'm like, bro, I don't have time. There's so many fucking games. Okay, I... Uh, but, but, okay, let me... let Not to... <laughs> Not to like dissect your boyfriend for a second, but what does that mean not being a fan? I think because since like I don't know all the stats and like all the info, like I can't sit here and tell you like who the starting five of the Miami Heat is. And I, yeah, I'm a Miami Heat fan. I, I'm 305 till I die. And I want, you know, I watched the, the, them during the bubble, obviously a lot more because I had more time during the pandemic, but like mm-hmm. for real, legit, like real world's like open and shit. Like I don't, I, I'm usually working or, you know, not in my house when games are happening. Um, I also didn't have TV until my boyfriend hooked it up, too. So, like, mm. <laughs> so like I, that's why I, I don't know. Maybe Bad Bunny. Like, I think. Oh, but I don't maybe know if that's just like. Bad Bunny. Maybe. Um, <laughs> when producer, have you ever Producer Anita threw that one in the chat. And I guess maybe he's right. I do. I do know almost everything as soon as it happens. Um, and I also like even have some like inside tea sometimes on him <gasps> that I can't even like <gasps> tell anybody. Where do you get it? Can, you can't even share that? No, no. Cause like She's sometimes, got a direct source. Like sometimes huh. people say things or like tell me shit and I'm like, wait, no way. And then like they find a way to like prove it to me. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I can't. And it's also it's one of those things where it's like, don't meet your hero. Don't meet like your like mm. celeb crush. Because I mean, as much as I like have a crush on like Bad Bunny, it's more about him and his like music and everything. Yeah, I think he's super hot and sexy, but it's like not. I don't know. Like, I'm not like, oh, my God, I would break up with my boyfriend for him. Like, not like it's not like that. It's just I don't know. I just I find him so fantastical and like just uh, inspiring as an artist. And I'd also, say, I'd also say you're a Miami geek. Miami geek, yeah. I do know a lot about Miami as well. I am the person that a lot of people, like I mentioned this earlier, um, I had like three people hit me up um, between now and like this over like last weekend to help them with like a Cuban accent and like uh, uh, like Cuban like slang and stuff, which I thought was kind of cool because I was like, uh, um, I don't know. It's it's I watch TV and movies and I'm like, that's not a Cuban accent. Like, and also like, there's such a difference between like un cubano that like acaba de llegar to my, yeah, like, exactly. and, then, and then like a Cuban that was born like, you know, second or third generation or mm-hmm. whatever. And the Miami mm-hmm. Cuban accent, that's a whole other fucking thing. Um, but yeah, maybe like that. I, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't have like, I think about that too. And I'm like, okay, like, what do I have? Like, you know, Carlitos has the Ninja Turtles all over, oh, right? Yes. And like that stuff. But like, I don't really have any of that. I have like, maybe like two Drake things and like Bad Bunny stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I Maybe cats, cats. I don't, <laughs> I'm like maybe really cats, struggling yeah. here for this. <laughs> People that follow me, tell me. It's very interesting too to think about this because here's, here's what I'll say. Like, geek culture is kind of in right now. It wasn't. Back when I yeah. was uh, <laughs> back when I was doing shit, it's so uh, when I was a kid, it was like, no, geeks are lame. But I think it's just an inherent passion for something. And, and, and it doesn't have to be like media related or anything like people can be like car geeks can be. Yeah. I just think it's just like an intense passion for it. An Gardening. intense knowledge. Oh my god! Gardening, is it bad that exactly, I don't have yeah. like an? In, is that but, bad that I don't but, have an intense passion for anything? Like no, uh, intense passion for working out. I, um, yes, I, that's very true. But it's not that you don't. It's not that you don't have an intense passion, Riza, because you do. You are very passionate. Um, but I think it's that weird pressure as comedians to like be like, well, I'm not like a geek. Like everyone in this community is a geek, right? Yeah. Because I remember yeah. when I was, and uh, Riza can definitely connect with me here and so can tony that when i was starting out a lot of the comedy space was very cis white yep straight men that was Mm -hmm. very geek focused that was like star wars that was about Mm -hmm. star trek you know 
And like, for me, I was not in that same, I didn't have that same reference point. No. I like Star Wars, but I'm not like obsessed with Star Wars, you know? Mm-hmm. And Imagine so, me who has no idea about Star Wars or Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings and fucking everybody would fucking do those scenes. And yeah. everybody would die when I would respond because I genuinely had no clue what to say. Like I had no references. So it was just like, all right, well, I'm going to just be right. So <laughs> right. I'm honestly I just know. thinking of a sketch now where someone, everyone does Harry Potter references and then someone comes in speaking Spanish and they think it's a spell. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sketch. I mean, that's, that's wild too. And also associated with that, it's that feeling that you should feel dumb for not getting those quote unquote normal yes. references. Yes. Whereas then the thing that frustrates me a lot is that doing a lot of comedy or especially like improv, I would have a very specific reference point. Like my references weren't star Wars. They were more like, uh, I don't know, like my references were more like gay focused or very mm-hmm. Brown and black focused. And then yeah. suddenly that like made my, my scene partners who were mostly white feel very uncomfortable and be like, uh, and the note that I would constantly get when I was on teams was, um, try not to be so like referential in your comedy. And I was like, fuck you and fuck that. Because the problem isn't that I'm referencing stuff. It's that I'm referencing stuff that the white majority doesn't understand. Oh, I love that you're saying this because you guys know I have told mm-hmm. you guys my I mean, to the point where like me being bilingual ended up being an issue sometimes or like if I said something that uh, which I've mentioned before, like sometimes I would do like a scene or like I would say something that in Miami is super normal. But for this person, they made it so unusual. Like and I was just kind of like, well, I would get called out a lot. Like you said, especially when I first started doing improv, like my one Oh one two, like that. And they're like, like if I'm like trying to be funny and I'm like, no, I like genuinely, this is something my tia has done. Like, or Mm -hmm. wait, yeah. Like I'm literally, Oh, that's that character is too kooky. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, do you want me to FaceTime her in? Like, so you fucking can, you know what I mean? And I I think that's, that's very interesting that you're saying it because I also think like the, the geek isms and all of that, like translates uh, so differently within like the POC and yeah. the the cis white male culture. And like, I see it a lot, even like watching a lot of like the gamers on Twitch where like, I see so many like white gamers and like, it's like such a big deal when there's like a black one or like a Latino one or whatever. But yet when I'm watching these white gamers on Twitch, they're all trying to flex talking Spanish and they're all listening to like, black music and you know what i mean so it's like it's very interesting how it's like okay like you're this like top person on this app and i'm not saying you're appropriating these things but you're very clearly like that's you're making these things part of like your brand which is very interesting like in relation to like what you're saying like improv and i'm sure this happens in so many other like uh like platforms and stuff like that which i know you you also do twitch oscar so i do yeah it's something that i just started getting into follow me at twitch tv uh slash ozzy underscore mo uh and i think that i specifically speaking the my hesitancy to do a streaming channel was because i couldn't find anybody that looked like me in those spaces and i would see other queer um twitch streamers that would get like made fun of all the time like Gaming, the gaming community, and I, I would consider myself a gamer, is inherently toxic, straight yeah. up. It's just straight up incredibly toxic. Yeah. They are not kind to POC or women at all. So it's a hard sort of market to get into. But what I will say is that I started following this woman. Her name is Nena Saga. And she is Black and from the UK. And she is so unabashedly candid about her geekdom. She is very proud to be Black and British and very much represents that bracket and Mm. doesn't apologize at all for that space. And actually, she was the reason that made me start doing Twitch. And I sent sent a message to her being like, she's never going to read this ever. Being (laughs) like, you have opened up a lot of POC spaces and like you've made it okay for people like me to like walk into the space and sort of like play a little. And she was so complimentary and so nice. And it was so great to have people that you look up to like just have that communication open. 
And I owe truly I owe everything to her because like I really did feel like I wasn't allowed in that geek space. And the big thing about geek culture that I'll say, uh, because I could really go on and on about geek culture, is that it's. Listen, there's nothing cool about being a geek. You know what I mean? There is nothing cool about it. We are not cool at all. We're not trying to be cool. But what happens is this like weird gatekeeping. That we are very familiar with being Latinx. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Of like, okay, you're Latinx, but how Latinx are you? It's the same toxic behavior that happens in the geek spaces of like, oh yeah, you know uh, Star Wars, but like, do you like the prequels more than the originals? Like, oh, oh are you how well? It, yeah. And then you start like sort of having this like weird boys club of like who gets to talk, who gets to be in that conversation. Well, also like. Not to even uh, cut you off or anything, but like also like you're saying this to me and I'm like remembering even again, like people being like, oh, like, like I can't like I could. Oh, no wonder you don't like this. Oh, you were popular or whatever. And it's like, OK, it's not my fault that I did sports and I was popular like as a mm-hmm. child. That doesn't mean like I do improv comedy. Are you fucking kidding me? There's like, nothing cool about that. At uh, all. Yeah. Like nobody in Miami <laughs> thinks this is cool. Like no. nobody would have thought it was cool back in the day. I just didn't have a place to do it there and obviously here like I found my place and I was thriving and great Mm -hmm. good for me but at the same time I think like that's another thing that I just feel like people like oh well you dress so or like you know like you wear this brand and it's like dude I could fucking wear a Balenciaga purse and still go on stage and be funny as fuck and rip it like you know and I I mean and I think inherently that's the toxic behavior of geek culture it's like you have to look a certain way you have to act a certain way you have to talk a certain way to be considered this thing blank right Mm -hmm, and it's mm -hmm. like what who's like literally geeks are the outcasts of society it's like wouldn't we want to include as many people as we can don't don't we want it to have don't we want to make this an inclusive community that's that's, it's because we are because geeks geek culture is so quote-unquote bottom of the barrel that they need to feel superior to other people so that's where all that toxicity stems from but it's like babe babe shut the fuck up you play mario kart every saturday what are you talking about and also also like i will never forget i have said this before and whatever i don't give a fuck the first i've never really gotten bullied other than like by my family (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is like normal for like latinos (laughs) but like uh unfortunately um but like I always say, I've never gotten bullied until I started doing improv comedy because people Which would is crazy. roast me on crazy. everything, and I was like, "Isn't this like the place where the quote unquote dorks, nerds, geeks, or whatever the fuck you want to call yourself? Like, isn't this where you felt like you found a place? So like, what? Like, I'm not allowed to like also like thrive here, like just mm-hmm. because you know I didn't grow up like that. Like, I defended all the bully, like I not the bullies, I defended." Uh, the people that would get bullied all the time. So like, you hey, but that bullied right? No, no, I would never. No, 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 no. I like. Yeah, you tell that nerd. No, bro, fuck that day. I'm like, my my best friend Vicky. She'll tell. She's like, yeah, anybody mess with anybody. And Risa was there. I'm like, yeah, like I just, I don't know. I don't like seeing people get get bullied, and I don't. It's triggering for me, and I still do it as an adult. Like I am the person out in the streets when somebody is like saying something or doing something or like, like I when I watch these videos, like not to get Debbie Downer, but like when I watch these videos of people just standing by, like obviously, like I'm not trying to like you know get shot or stabbed you know, in a fight. But like, if there's a way that I can say something I have, like, I've literally like seen abusive men yell at women in front of me. And like, I've like, tried to like get in. And like, I know it's not my business. But sometimes I'm like, I just don't like watching that. Like, I don't like knowing that I was there and that it happened. And I say right. quiet. But anyways, yeah, definitely uh, improv comedy. You guys. But you know, know. actually, <laughs> you saying that, like, I think I think the common ground that we all share, Carlos, including, is that we're all comedy geeks. We all love comedy. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing it. And the thing that I wanted to remind us and the listeners is that we had a thousand opportunities to walk out of comedy because we were not welcome into these like white cis straight male spaces. We were not welcome. We were not included. We were sort of, to quote Rise, we were bullied out of there, you know? But the fact that we state, because we were so geekish about our comedy and so confident about our comedic voices we stayed we stayed and we persevered and we not only did we stay but we created a Mm. space where people like us could thrive so to anyone who feels like they're not blank enough that they that that their geekness isn't seen commit to it 
Love the community. Form the community if you are not being welcome in that toxic-ass community. You don't need those people. Form your own. Because there's nothing more human in being passionate about something. It could be as dumb as, I don't know, like roses, you know? Or it could be like healthcare, you know? You can be geeks about anything at all. But if you are passionate and you're strong and you connect... You know what? No, you know what, Yoda? No. You can chill. You can hang with us. You okay. Solamente para un cafecito. Cafecito. Okay. Can we do again to cafecito? Okay. Si quieres, dale. Tú estás pagando, ¿no? Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And slurp, slurp, gulp, gulp. We are back from our cafecito break. And today, our guest is an incredible human being. Honestly, he is a stand-up comedian. He's a personality. One of the most positive people in comedy, I want to say. We work together on Final Space on Adult Swim. It's Ron Funches! Hey! Hey. Ron Funches! Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, but I also want to say, go fuck yourselves just to go against the grain. (laughs) No, don't believe it. Honestly, listen. He's the most positive contrarian you've ever met. (laughs) Uh, Ron, you literally just kind of reminded me of, so I kind of have made the boys laugh like twice because I have, I had like written your name. I have an old school like planner and agenda. That's where like I write everything down. And I wrote your name for some reason, my handwriting, I mean, not for some reason, my handwriting's terrible, but anyways, I wrote Ron Fuckers. And so like, every, <laughs> so like, I like would like be like, yeah, so don't forget on Wednesday we had him. I was like, we have Ron fuck, Fucks, Fucks. And what they like were like, oh. and I was like, oh my yes. God, I'm so embarrassed. I've had like his name as Fucks on my agenda People since we need booked to know Ron Fucks. Ron Fucks. Yeah. Need to know. So, <laughs> get it out there. Thank you. I just outed myself. <laughs> <laughs> the people oh need gosh. to know the people need yeah. to know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> ron thank you so much for being our guest today listen we we love you we're we're big fans of you and you're you are okay so what's the deal why are you Seriously. so fucking positive what the fuck what the yeah. fuck we're here to what, we're gonna break get it down it. why are you literally the nicest person on this planet explain yourself <laughs> uh, you're trapped I don't yeah. think that's true. Hey, I'm sure there's <laughs> quite my wife's nicer than me, so that's a great, a good one right there. Uh, but my life's great. Why wouldn't I be nice? My life's amazing. <laughs> if if my life was horrible, maybe I'd see a point of being mean. Uh, but I get to do things I love. I get to hang out with heroes of mine. I get to do fun, weird projects that I never thought I would do in my life. I got a house based off of telling jokes. Yeah. How I got a beautiful son who does well. My mom tells me I'm the best man she ever met. How could I not be nice? <laughs> yeah, are, I mean, he he did give a legit solid, list. That's, that's <laughs> solid evidence. That's like, yeah, yeah. For, for happiness. 
Yeah. Case closed. I mean, problems. We did it. We solved okay, it. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. We thought it was going to be <laughs> hard know. to get it out of you. But. <laughs> All they need to know is, listen, Ron fucks and he's nice. as fuck. Ron fucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking nice. Not <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I just saw yeah. you at the the doc, the last blockbuster. I literally just saw it like a, like a few weeks ago. Same. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. Oh, that was, wow. I mean, that's the type of stuff I love when you, because like when I did that, that was just like people reaching out to me over Instagram who didn't think that their thing was going to end up on like Netflix or nothing. They were just like, we like you. We think you're funny. We need to get somebody. And I was like, I got a free day. Let's do Man. that. And then it ends. It's so funny to me because I'm like, I had to try to beg to get them to give me an hour special and they didn't want to give me one. And now I've been in like four or five of their top 10 things I've yeah. been in regardless. So uh, it's just fun. Like if you just like lead with what you want to do, lead with what's fun for you. Like I still obviously I try to get that paper, but mm -hmm. I, <laughs> at the same time, try to just do things that are fun to me and it's so fun that like something like that that was just one day that came to my house and i don't i didn't get paid a dime and then like so many people are like i saw you in the thing i think i'm the cover on the netflix thing yeah so it's it's thumbnail, like, thumbnail. yeah yeah so, <laughs> that's 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 kind of invaluable you know so it's like it's awesome that's great. Yeah. Do you still have your block your blockbuster card? Because I know like that's like a thing. So many people started posting when they mm -hmm. saw the doc. Actually, it was, that was the coolest part after doing it that they sent me a little gift bag that had oh. a blockbuster card for that place in Bend, Oregon. It's, yeah, keep it in my wallet. Did it also? Aww. Did you get to keep that VHS box? The the box that they? I did. That's awesome. What? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Collectible. Put drugs in it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, how, you know, speaking of drugs, we are fresh off 420 this week. And, um, yeah. you know, uh, how was 420 for you? Like, what you was it? amazing. Did you remember? Do you remember? Yes. Yeah. I okay. always remember. I celebrate just about every day. So I remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but fair, I do, fair. truly, I love 420. I know a lot of people think it's silly. and with A lot of different holidays people take it silly. But I just feel like I take it as a day of, like, a different version of the 4th of July. It's a different, it's yeah. a personal freedoms day. It's a day about celebrating. These are the things I like to do. I'm a grown adult. I know I'm not hurting anybody. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to go out there and be myself. And then I've always celebrated that and it was lovely this year to do that with the release of my cooking show chop 420 which hey. is another part of that progression of show, normalizing cannabis use showing that it's part of the mainstream showing that it's at a show that your your nephew and your grandma could watch because it's just good cooking and a beautiful <laughs> handsome charming host there it is <laughs> <laughs> fucking nice yeah. <laughs> and wait, so in that show, do you guys do you do you smoke and then cook or do you cook with weed? Because there's like so many things that I feel like that you like watch, like not watch, like I've seen like some Pinterest like weed like mm -hmm. uh, recipes and I'm like, recipes. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, like I'm like, I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to taste good or it's going to take like flowers in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like the basic chopped show that's been around for so many seasons. It's like yeah. a cooking competition, appetizer, entree, dessert, the same mm, mystery format. box of ingredients yeah. that you get. And then okay. they have access to this greenhouse of wonderful strains and different THC products. And then, then they make like five like star Michelin star items out of weed. Oh, they, wow. It's amazing. You get a sour diesel roasted duck, a, oh, a blue oh. dream. Uh, <laughs> so what? beautiful. It's yeah, I know. I watched that's I, trust wild. me. I was in the show and I still watched all the episodes. <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> and you get, you get to eat the stuff. I do get to eat the stuff. But also, <laughs> since I'm not a judge and I'm a host, if it looks bad, I don't have to eat the stuff. <laughs> oh, that's good. There we go. That's great. Dealer's yeah. choice. Silver lining. We love that. <laughs> <laughs> Hell so, yeah. Ron, 
how did you get into stand-up comedy? Because that was your sort of gateway into all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, how, when did you start? How did you start? Did you always want to be a stand-up comedian? Oh, absolutely. I wanted to be a stand-up since I was like five years old. I wanted oh. to be in comedy. I knew I love comedy, but I didn't think it was a real job, you know? Yeah. Uh, it took a lot of bouncing around. It took having my son at an early age. I had my son when I was 20, and he was diagnosed with autism a couple years later, and that was really the kind of push that I was like, well, I had to find a career. I was 23. I was like, I got to find something that's going to be for real. Not that because, mm-hmm. you know, I was bouncing around job to job to job because I didn't care about anything. And I was like, the one thing I think I love to do is comedy. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I better start now. <laughs> and, and, you know, a few years of struggling, six, seven, eight years of struggling about and then things started turning around for me and, and been blessed ever since. Now I'm, my son's getting ready to graduate high school. He's turning 18 and hmm. it's just cool to see him be uh, happy and healthy and taken care of. That's, That's such an amazing story because I feel like as actors and, you know, entertainers, like we're always in our brain, like the mindset, like first the career, then the baby and the family. And it's like you did that backwards and like in such a amazing you know what I mean like it's not like you're just like oh I'll just do some local theater no like you're doing it big and like you 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 started like with the family so that's tight like I respect that a lot my son's my son's been backstage at several several clubs several (laughs) things you know there's a lot of there's been some comedians that babysit my son for me you know Mm -hmm. we've it's uh it's been real uh family village you know village in that atmosphere where like sure you know especially because you know a few years later as a single dad and raising my son by myself with me and just being able to do that and bounce back and forth and my mom made some sacrifices to come to live with me and help me out for a little bit and uh it's been a real team effort so i appreciate it it's lovely yeah and in terms of like your finding your voice your comedic voice where in that journey did you start solidifying that for you because i i think another huge misconception is that like when people want to start doing stand-up comedy, they're like, oh, I'm going to get known right away. Like, I'm going to do, like, three open mics and then, like, that. And then I'm going to have my own Netflix special, which is obviously not <laughs> the case, right? That takes a lot of trial and error, a lot of experimenting your vibe, your voice. Like, did that happen right away for you? Or were you just like, okay, I'm going to workshop and sort of cater my comedic sensibility in a certain avenue? A little bit of both. I mean, I think... I did find my voice a little earlier than some just because I don't think I had an option, (laughs) you know, like it it couldn't be like, well, we'll just figure this out and mess around and do things. That was the number one thing my mom told me when I I told her doing comedy. She was like, look, you got a son. You think like you can do this. I do believe in you, but this is your job. If you're going to do this, treat it like a job. And I remember a lot of open micers and stuff come up in Portland. They'd always be like, let's go karaoke. Let's go do a softball league. And I was like, I'm not here for that. I'm here to get out of open mics as quickly as Mm -hmm. possible Mm -hmm. so I can get my son fed, you know? So I had to develop my voice quicker. And then I think, and you know, a lot of those no's, a lot of those things you think are negative at first. Like I couldn't get on a lot of shows at first. I couldn't, a lot of the places on the road and in Oregon and going to Washington, they didn't want me because I was, I sound different, you know? So I had to learn to develop what I liked because I didn't get the chance to even go try to pander, you know? Mm. Right. Yeah. 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 You were trying to be very like Lewis Blackish at the beginning, and then you're like, "That's not gonna work. That's not gonna work." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let me try something else. Let me try something else. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> how long when you when you started like, you know, playing to your own taste and your own sense of humor? How long did you feel things started, let's say, turning for you, as you mentioned earlier? Clicking. Clicking. Um, yeah, clicking. I mean, it's like a couple years still, but like, I mean, I get a lot of influence from music and things and, and Outkast is one of my favorite bands of all time. And I um, always remember this line would come into my head, which would be like, oh, we're making the crowd move, but we're not making no G's and that's a no-no. And I would be like, oh, that's like part of it. It's like, oh, I'm getting better. I'm getting 
more crowd response. I'm just not getting the money yet. Yeah. It will come. Mm. I will push it and stuff. And that's, you know, especially with my mom and my sister who was graduating medical school at the time being like them being like, like what's going on in your life? And I'd be like, no, you're not seeing it. This, this festival wants me to come out to, them. I, they don't, they're not paying me, but they want me to come. And it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> I get it. I get Zalka it. Song. You'll understand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my little, my little sister also is in med school. So I'm like, I get it. I'm all like older than her too. So <laughs> I have that fun, oh, yeah. fun conversation oh, yeah. all the time. Mom, you'll get this. Then my mom the other day was like, I'm just so happy your sister paid off her student loans. I never thought it was fair that you had that money with no student loans. And I was like, <laughs> oh, but was it fair when she was yeah. graduating medical school and you guys were telling me that I need to get my shit together? Was that fair? Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell them. <laughs> tell them. Tell them. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I definitely want to ask you about um, the new movie that is, you know, I've I've been hearing we I've been hearing about it a lot, too, because we we know some of the actors on it as well. Um, Golden Arm, you're in it, along with Mary Holland, Betsy Sodaro and Dot Marie Jones and some other fantastic other comedians and actors. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the movie? I I haven't watched it yet. So I'm like, I just want a little snippet, obviously. But tell us the tea, Ron. In a world, (laughs) in a world where two women are best friends and they want to get involved in arm wrestling, it's a fun comedy about two women and their friendship coming together. There's female arm wrestling. I play Carl, the the runner and owner and establishment of the arm wrestling tournament. I am a lover, connoisseur, and collector, some might say, of beautiful, powerful, strong women, and I like to spotlight them. And that's my role in this. It's hilarious. Like you said, the people in Eugene Cadero, who is like everywhere, and he does a wonderful uh, uh, role as the... um, as what well, gonna say he's not he's I guess he's whatever the lady role is normally for the where the the kiss the the yeah the love interest the love interest yes, yes. oh my gosh Eugene I love to see that that's so cute. yes that's the word <laughs> love interest he is the love interest she's chasing him down we'll see if he she gets him it's a fun movie to watch though <laughs> oh hell yeah. I mean, that cast yeah. is stacked. It's so great. I mean, uh, my, I'm so excited to see it. I can't, I can't wait. I can't and it's going to be available. It's already out. Yeah, it's out. It's the theaters. It's on demand. You can find it everywhere. And I love it because it's like, I just grew up off of like watching these indie comedies, these smaller comedies, uh, just things like even like Mystery Team. is uh, yeah. Or, um, Back in the day. Yeah, yeah that, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's things that I grew up of, and I and they seem to be more rare. And I like love to be a part of uh, uh, something like that. And I hope I hope I can shape some other comedic mind. Uh, yeah. Like, man, I grew up and I watched Golden Arm, and it meant a lot to me. I, I hope think that. we're due. We're due for comedies to come back in a way they haven't been in almost ten, ten or twelve years. I wonder. Truly. I wonder if we'll get back to that. I feel like. Right. Like, I feel like people are not as satisfied with just a strict comedy as they used to. Yeah. And I wonder, I, I mean, it's all everything always turns around. But I, I'm I'm wondering how soon we can get back to that. I'm ready. I'm ready. I feel like the first the first knock at that door was uh, that bad trip because that yeah, was, just, that like, was straight really funny. Oh, my God. Nothing really but funny. funny. Yeah. And I had yep. seen a movie where that was the goal to just be straight up funny. I haven't seen anything like that in a while. They really, they really, they really yeah, went, they went, they went wild. ham on it. <laughs> yeah. What about, did you do any research? Uh, like, is like, what would be research for like, you know, arm wrestling? Cause that is a totally different top, type of sport. I know there is the like, top. yeah, there- you got it. Watched over the top. Um, but I also went into the YouTubes and mm-hmm. just started watching some modern arm wrestling tournaments, both male and female. And then I could see the how things had changed. I could see the more professional wrestling style that they had put on it. And then it really informed uh the character that I brought to it when I was gonna be announcing. I basically just took a lot of the from that and from pro wrestling and put it together. Mishmash it up. Oh, I love that. 
Are you a wrestling fan, Rob? Oh, huge pro wrestling fan. Like, yeah. does it go way back? Like, you're talking about, like, uh, you know, the Ultimate Warrior. Yes. I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, wrestlers Rick back, Flair. the iconic Ric Flair. Yeah. Rick Ricky Flair. Steamboat, Tito Santana. I love oh. all of them. Oh, yeah. you know, okay. You know. Who were the... Who were the two twins that were like the Bushwhackers? Is that yeah, what I'm thinking well, about? Yeah, they were cousins. <laughs> oh, they were wow. cousins. So if they were uh, twins, that's gross. Oh. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but Luke and Butch, the Bushwhackers. Oh my! Yeah. Do you still watch it now? Have you watched like WWE? WrestleMania like... just happened. Yeah. Oh yeah, I still watch it. Yeah, we had great. Um, there's a lot of. Uh, uh, culture people miss from that they just had like Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair first two black women to headline of Wrestlemania that Hell was a beautiful yeah. thing to see yeah uh, I've I've kind of uh, watched a little bit recently but because of Bad Bunny but because of Bad Bunny yeah we're getting a lot of crossover from he Bad yeah, Bunny fans. bringing people in that's yeah. why wait, they paid what? him the money that's why they gave him <laughs> the money it worked mm-hmm. I don't know this wait what's yeah. Bad Bunny doing in the Bad Bunny was in Wrestlemania what are you talking about like, he had that song Booker for, with Booker T yeah Booker T. And so that he created a relationship and then they asked him. And then he had a thing before WrestleMania. He did it. He was in it for like one episode of. Yeah. Yeah. Monday, Monday night. Monday. Yeah. Monday night. Yeah. They've been. He's done a couple. A couple. And then he got to WrestleMania and he he fought with the Miz and he fought with like a. He fought with a great job. Ah. He did a flipping pile driver. He did. Look yeah. at the world. We have reggaetoneros I mean, doing wow. wrestling. And it's like, it is it is cool, though, to see, like, the diversity that it's, it is, like, it has, like, that. Like, you know, because it was still such a very white, cis, like, sport. Like, many things. Like, back, yeah. back, oh, trust you know? me, I got a strong <laughs> history of, like, nothing's worse. And I'm sure uh, this is maybe one of the few places where you get this more than most where nothing's worse than when you love something that doesn't seem like it loves you back. And uh, wrestling Mm -hmm. had been like that for me a lot. And I like seeing the change now. There is much more uh, diversity and also not just sticking to like these stereotypes of either black predators or like me my least favorite thing was when they had like the mexicals just riding around on lawnmowers and stuff and it's like now they're just presenting people as like i'm just a person i'm a person (laughs) i just i just got (laughs) muscles yeah Yeah, yeah, and i happen to be i got ethnicity and muscles let's go fun twist (laughs) like i love that so okay so we've been in a pandemic and you do stand-up comedy what um obviously (laughs) wait a minute since when? What are you surprised about? Which Who part of that? You? No, hold on, hold on. So I'm wondering, no, I'm wondering, which is something that a lot of stand-up comics have been talking about and just comedians in general doing live stuff. Like, how how do you feel about touring and, and you know, and being in on stage again? Like, how how do you feel about that? I'm so excited right about now? it. I can't yeah. wait to do it. I'm happy. I mean, I don't judge anyone through how they handle the pandemic. However, you pulled yourself through or you gained a bunch of weight, lost a bunch of weight, did a bunch of tours, stayed home. However, you pulled yourself through. I salute you for doing it. Um, I myself was happy that I could stay home, that I could focus on my voice acting and my acting and not have to put myself on the road or put my family in danger and but it was hard to do because that's how I've defined myself for 15 plus years now and uh, be forced to change that definition to learn of myself outside of how I define myself um I think was one of the most beautiful lessons that I could ever get so now I feel more powerful as a comedian because now I'm like, I'm a full-fledged person. I don't, you could take this away from me. I'll figure something else out. But if it's here, I'll go do it because I love it. Yeah. You even spun your experience with the pandemic into a positive. Yes, there's a lot of positives. <laughs> I got married. I lost some friends that I didn't truly enjoy. I did okay. a lot of things great. Oh, oh, watching yeah. 90 Day friends. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's very productive. <laughs> Losing friends is losing weight. That's dead weight. <laughs> oh, wow. Hi, dale. Hasta luego. <laughs> Wait, okay, so you got married? Tell us about that. Did you um did you guys do anything like virtual or was it like I'm like just give us give us all the deeds. Give us the wedding deeds. Yeah, In two different was, rooms. 
August 7th, <laughs> we got married at oh, this little place in La Brea. They let us have like four people there. So it was very simple and sweet. It was cheaper and no relatives mm. that I hate that are, are oh. racist or <laughs> anything we had to deal with. Love it just that. made it feel more solid. So <laughs> lovely. I was all about it. We just ate some cake, watched 90 Day Fiance, went to bed. It was a good day. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> so freaking cool. I love that. Yeah. And did you guys, did, did, were you guys, did you guys just like, uh, get engaged during pandemic or was it like already pre and you were guys were like, fuck uh, we it, we're engaged, doing it. Yeah. We got engaged in November and we thought okay. about trying to just wait it out. Uh, but we were like, we like it. Let's just get married. We want to get married. We want to get it done. My wife is also Canadian. So we were a little bit concerned about how trying to keep her status legal and not having her there yeah. have her go back across the border and get stuck. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, let's just get that. We were going to get, we were already, we're going to get married. Let's just do it. We can throw a party in the future. Yeah, for sure. How did y'all meet? We met on Bumble. Oh, wow. Yeah. She only had one picture and I thought she was a fake account. And so yeah. I called her robot <laughs> and that's still her nickname to this day for me. Oh. <laughs> is that how you ever saved on your phone too yeah, <laughs> robot robot oh. Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i'm dead i love that <laughs> yeah wow look at that success story from dating wow. ads. i really I don't hear that much i we was don't. just stone messing around i was like i'll keep talking to this robot until they ask me for money <laughs> very well versed this uh this algorithm for this yeah. uh, very conversational be a real yeah. girl <laughs> <laughs> it's like a modern day fairy tale <laughs> yeah <laughs> So good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tony, are you okay? You all Tony right, Tony? To Tony couldn't believe it. Tony couldn't believe it. He's pissed One off. He's been, a, and you're he's been on Bumble. He's been on Bumble all year and he's pissed so off at you, Ron. <laughs> oh, I've had bad ones too, though. So I Ooh. understand. <laughs> give us I, a bad one. Can you give us a can you give us a bad story? Of of a bad date or a sure. bad Sure. I met a lady on better. Bumble and then yeah. she spent like I was going to say she spent her whole time looking at her phone, but it wasn't. She spent her whole time looking at other people's phones. Oh. Like she was just a weird person. Anytime someone else saw phone would come up, she would try to snoop <laughs> on whatever they were doing. Whoa. <laughs> okay. And that was just like an impulsive thing that she did. This it's is just a, a thing she, she does. Has. A quirk she has. She has phone, cell phone FOMO. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not ADHD. It's legit just like, because yeah. I can see like be like a little bit like sometimes or whatever. But she oh might my be gosh. a spy for all I know. As far as I can tell, if she is, she's not good. Because <laughs> she's learning. Yeah. She's hopefully. Yeah, she's, she's on training. She's a trainee. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She's starting yeah. small. She's starting with the small jobs. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she was workshopping. Exactly. With you. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> she's looking at people's Facebooks and Twitters. <laughs> You're like, let's theorize about this person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Ron, we were so happy to have you on the pod. I want to make sure that, you know, we get to uh, promote, plug all the things, Ron, anything, you know, that has already dropped and anything else that you can tell us that might be coming out. Sure. Please just um, getting back on the road, going to places like uh, Phoenix and Portland and uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, all over the place. So RonFunches.com for my dates. Uh, um, the movie Golden Arm is available now. Please go check that out. Uh, Chopped 420 is on Discovery Plus. Five episodes. You can get a seven-day free trial at Discovery oh. Plus. Just I... help your boy out. That's like free stuff. Just watch the show for me. How yes. could you not do that? Come yes. on. Get that money. <laughs> yeah. And my socials, you know, just Ron Funches for everything. I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv, Ron underscore Funches. If you a gamer nerd like me, come hang out with me. Okay. I mean, and yeah. and so at some point, you'll open up Run Fucks. Fuck. Yeah. Run Fucks. The, yeah, the only, fans, oh, the only fans right. come only fans. <laughs> Okay, all right. Listen, you're you're welcome for that one. I get a free subscription. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or a seven-day trial. Okay, yeah. I'll, take, I'll take it. I'll take it. Listen, I'm here to negotiate, oh, put, right? I won't be lazy. I'll put out content. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. Awesome. Well, everybody make sure you guys follow Ron on all his handles and you can follow us at Spanish Aki Presents on IG at Spanish Aki on Twitter. You can also follow me at Raisa Licea on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me at, of course, it's Carlos on Instagram. You can follow me at Ozimo, O-Z-Z-Y-M-O, on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at El Cuban Cigar, which is a new wrestling persona I'm going, I'm inspired to try out. Oh. Um, yeah, just kidding. I, I mean, I will try it out, but I'm okay. at the Tony Roderick. And please check out Spanish Aki Presents on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, the Sirius XM app, or wherever you listen. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find out about the show. Ron, gracias so much. Ron. Oh, true. Player. You're the man. Good to see what you. What a great oh, man. Ron sucks. You're Ron fantastic. sucks. That's going to be your name forever. I'm sorry. I'm I believe here. that's going to be the title of this episode. I just, I can't, here. I can't so. wait to meet you in real life one day and just walk up to me like, Ron fucks. <laughs> and I'm a group of people. Tip my head. like, hey, cool. no context. <laughs> yeah. No context. He's going to be like, who is this crazy Cuban? <laughs> walk away. <laughs> Dale. <laughs> Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.